Thursday, 22nd of June, 2023. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. Acts 17 verse 32 Paul, while speaking to those at Athens, noted that God had appointed a man through whom he would judge the world in righteousness. To confirm this was so, Paul noted that God had raised this man from the dead. Having said that, Luke next records, And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead. There is no article before either resurrection or dead. Therefore, one must infer what is the best way of taking this. The resurrection of the dead? A resurrection of the dead? The resurrection of a dead? A resurrection of a dead? As the adjective translated as dead is plural, the last two would seem to make no sense. One might assume from the plural that this is a resurrection of more than just the man Paul has mentioned, and yet Paul has not spoken of any resurrection beyond that of Jesus. Therefore, the plural may be a general way of expressing any resurrection at all. Most translations go with the first, the resurrection of the dead. Several translations say, a resurrection of the dead. Only the Weymouth, with a bit of a paraphrase for clarity, says, a resurrection of dead men. Despite being a lone voice, this seems to be the intent. It is the thought of any resurrection at all that suddenly brings about a change. Since verse 1722, Paul's words were going along without interruption. But now it says that some mocked. Rather, the verb is imperfect. More correctly, it says some began to mock. In other words, it was at this moment that their attentive ears turned to interruptive jests, which is just what the Greek word implies. One can see them raising their hands and casting them forward in a dismissive manner and shouting out, Yeah, right. If they had tomatoes, they would be tossing them at this point. This would have been most laughable to the Epicureans. In verse 1718, Albert Barnes was cited noting that they denied that the world was created by God and that the gods exercised any care or providence over human affairs and also the immortality of the soul. End quote. Because of their presuppositions about such things, it would be especially incredible for them to accept the words of Paul. However, Luke continues saying, while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. The thinking of the Stoics was not especially opposed to Paul's line of reasoning, although it was considerably different from what the Gospel presents. In Acts 17.18, Barnes noted that they, quote, prided themselves on their own righteousness, end quote. As this is so, they may have been at least sympathetic to Paul's words because he had just said in the previous verse that God has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness. One does not need to pride himself in his own righteousness if there is no judgment for righteousness. Rather, 
if this life is all there is, then righteousness is a rather unimportant trait to pursue. Therefore, it is likely that the Stoics would at least be willing to consider the matter further. Having said that, the logic of Paul's argument was such that it could have touched anyone in a positive manner. His words were precise and carefully presented. Anyone willing to set aside what they think they already knew, soberly considering if what he said was possible, could be positively influenced by his words. Those who were at least willing to entertain the possibility of a resurrection from the dead would also be willing to hear him again when the mockers had quieted down and departed for lunch. Life Application Quite often, when talking to others about God's judgment or some other major doctrine that personally affects people, you'll hear something like, Well, I don't believe that. Or, I don't think God would do that. Without being argumentative or flippant, a good response to that is, If it is true, then what we think doesn't matter. God is God. He is sovereign over all things. He has the absolute right to judge his people and to dispense with his creation as he sees fit. People may mock the resurrection as the definitive proof of God's impending judgment, but if it is true, their jeers will not change a thing. Paul writes about exactly this attitude in 1 Corinthians. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks, foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. 1 Corinthians 1, 18-25 The cross is a sign that God is serious about judgment. The resurrection proves that judgment has either been meted out in those to whom it applies, or that it lies ahead for those to whom it does not apply. The Gospel says that those who believe are imputed God's righteousness, and they are no longer the objects of His wrath. Those who do not believe remain under the sentence of condemnation. Therefore, if the resurrection is true, 
All the mocking and disbelief in the world will not change a thing. Use reason and logic with people as you talk to them. In the end, it doesn't matter what we think. All that matters is what is true. People need to research the matter of the resurrection. It is the dividing line by which all humanity will be judged. Lord God, you have done everything necessary to secure our salvation and restore us to you. May we never waffle on our presentation of the gospel. Rather, may we be bold and speak out the truth of what you have done. Jesus Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again. It was prophesied before it happened. It is testified to by reliable witnesses and it is documented in your word after it occurred. May we not fail to get this message out. Amen. When the people heard about Jesus being raised from death, some of them laughed. Some said, we will hear more about this from you later. Acts 17 verse 32